Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Alandari, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Hope Hickerson, and I'm a health education specialist and reporter. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician... That's me, and a health education expert... That's me. Talk about what you need to know to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. For more information about Noise Filter, your public health podcast, and to watch and share our incredible informative animations, please visit us at noisefiltershow.com. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. So let's get started. Deadly bacteria found in Mississippi soil sickens two residents. Two Mississippi residents were sickened by deadly bacteria found around their homes. The two cases were found to be completely unrelated with one arising this year and the other occurring previously in 2020. After being exposed to a strain of a rare bacteria known as Burkholdia pseudomallei, they are thought to have contracted meliosis, which is known as Whitmore disease. Though the bacteria has been found in Puerto Rico, these cases mark the first time the bacteria has been seen on U.S. soil. Both individuals have since recovered, but the CDC stated in a health alert that the patients had been hospitalized for sepsis and were treated with antibiotics to battle the bacteria. Researchers believe the bacteria has been in the area since at least 2020 and poses a quote-unquote very low risk to the general public. Many healthy people who come across the bacteria in the environment never end up with the disease. However, some who are at a higher risk need to be cautious. For those at higher risk, it's important to avoid mud, especially after heavy rains, and wear gloves and boots to avoid touching soil contaminating bacteria. The most prevailing underlying conditions that make one more likely to become sick or even die from lidiosis include diabetes, alcohol use, or abuse, chronic lung disease, chronic kidney disease, and immunosuppressive conditions. State health officials have already documented cases, which raises concern that the bacteria may be spreading more extensively in the U.S. The bacteria often infects a person through an open wound, as was seen in many soldiers during the Vietnam War. It can also occur after an injury in fresh waters, such as a snake or alligator bite, or an injury from debris while walking through floodwaters. The CDC is continuing to investigate the potential spread of the bacteria with state health departments, which will require extensive environmental sampling. This is still a rare bacteria to be further investigated in the U.S., but if the infection is identified early and properly treated, recovery is likely. And also, let's just say this is the second reason why uh, Mississippi is in the news this week. Of course, Jackson, Mississippi, Hope, I'm not sure if you've heard that they don't have water right now. Yeah. And listening to the history of, of it is just another classic example of structural racism and discrimination yeah. that exists in our country. And yeah. the fact that we are seeing major cities in this country. I mean, you know, Flint still doesn't have clean water. What are we, seven years out now? Mm-hmm. Nobody held liable for it. Mm-hmm. And now we have Jackson, Mississippi, without any water. Both of us live in southern Louisiana. I live in Orleans Parish. You live outside of Orleans Parish. One thing that we see in Orleans Parish is that we have regular alerts to not drink water because the uh, sanitation system, for whatever reason, the pressure got too low and they can't attest to the uh, sanitation of the water. So we'll have periods of time where uh, we're unable to drink water or to use water for cooking uh, purposes or drinking purposes until the uh, water alert has been cleared. Oh, 
My goodness. Yeah. But it's not as bad as what it is, is in Jackson. I mean, in Jackson, they're using bottled water for everything. It's really it's terrible. And, you know, I mean, let's be real. I mean, this is how this country has treated Native American and reservations for decades, right? Like they centuries. Have been, like centuries. Centuries, right, centuries. This is how they've been treated, not having access to healthy food, clean water, water at all. And now, 100%. now that it's starting to happen to us regular folk, you know, right, right. now yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, what this is horrible. We have to do something. Well, I 100%. mean, and I lived know. on a reservation for four years. Mm-hmm. So I, so you, I, so you know, you have firsthand experience of right. what it was like. I, yeah. I know reservation life, you know, yeah. when I was doing my public health service payback, 100%. Yeah. This is just sad. It's, it's just sad and depressing. And it's like, what is, what is happening? What is happening? 100%. nuclear war could cause global famine. In a day and time where several developed countries possess nuclear weapons, it's crucial to understand the global implications of nuclear warfare. A new study conducted by climate scientists at Rutgers University looks at the effect that nuclear warfare would have on a global scale. And that scientist was named Dr. Zha. It's evident that nuclear weapons pose a series of dangerous impacts, such as killing people, right, as a direct consequence of atomic blasts, as well as the lasting effects of radiation and pollution. However, there are more consequences to nuclear warfare that have the potential to affect the global population. Dr. Zha and her colleagues decided to model how the aftermath of a nuclear explosion would affect the climate and in return affect crops and marine life. What they found was that even a small-scale nuclear war between two nations could cause profound effects on the entire world due to the varying amounts of atmospheric soot that would be released. Atmospheric soot refers to the soot particles that are emitted in the atmosphere from combustion. Nuclear warfare between two countries, India and Pakistan, for example, can cause between 5 and 47 trillion tons of soot to be injected into the atmosphere, depending on how many warheads were deployed. Full-on nuclear warfare between the U.S. and Russia could cause 150 million tons of atmospheric soot. The reason that this is so important is because atmospheric soot strongly absorbs solar light and radiation. More soot in the atmosphere means that more sunlight is absorbed and reflected back into space, ultimately cooling the planet. Global cooling, as a result of nuclear warfare, would happen rapidly, wreaking havoc on global crop production and marine life. In turn, there would be detrimental effects on food production and availability, thus leading to a large-scale famine. Dr. Zha and her colleagues examined how several nuclear scenarios, both small and large, would affect global food production and availability. They found that even a small-scale nuclear war that releases 5 trillion tons of soot has the potential to result in global food famine, killing more than 2 million people. A large-scale nuclear war could kill over 5 billion people. In addition to the ones that are already killed by the bomb. Nuclear warfare poses a serious threat to humanity, aside from just the direct effects of the atomic blast or radiation. 
Global food famine as a result of atmospheric suit has the potential to kill billions of people, demonstrating that the aftermath of nuclear warfare may be just as bad or even worse than the initial blast. Oh, Lord, this has just depressed me. Like, I just don't even know. What do you say? You know, it's like they say, you cannot simultaneously prepare for war and peace. You know, like. Right, right. You know, the nuclear weapons were being created so that we ensure peace. Right? No, they're not. They're No, they're not. I never understood that. And how people accept that is beyond me. Because it makes yeah. no sense. Right. When it comes to war and, and contractors and, and weapon developers and stuff, it doesn't have to make sense. It just has to make dollars and sense. You're right. You are right about that. Thanks for listening to Noise Filter, your public health podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Noise Filter podcast. Follow us on social media and leave us a review letting us know your favorite part of the show. You can find me, Hope Pickerson, at hopepickerson.com. And you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at the Dr. Derry. That's D R D E R Y. To see and share our amazing animations and find out more information about us, the show, as well as links to our social media, go to noisefiltershow.com. We are grateful to our sponsors, including Access Health Louisiana and the End the Epidemic Initiative, who are working to bring equitable health outcomes to everyone they serve. Hope, any last words? Stay well out there, folks, and continue taking steps to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. That includes exercise, a good diet, getting adequate sleep, and seeing your health care providers regularly. And protect yourself and others by getting the COVID-19 vaccine and booster, wearing a mask, and social distancing wherever possible. Remember, health is a human right.